Africa, brother. Africa abroad. What's going on, world? It's your man Cordo back again with another episode of Africa Abroad, powered by Susu, of course. And uh, we've got a very special guest today, uh, a forward, uh, immaculate goal scorer, one of the best forwards in Europe that you probably haven't heard about, but you're going to hear about him today. I've got Van Dave Harmon in the building. Van Dave, how you doing today, man? I'm thanks. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thanks for welcoming me on your platform. I'm grateful for that. Man, thank you so much for being here, man. You're, you know, I, you're one of the first ones to be on here. So uh, I think this thing is going to be big, and I think I'm going to do it for a long time. So, so you guys, that were the first ones to respond back to my to my DM. Uh, y'all always have a special place in my heart, and I'll do anything for y'all. So uh, thank you for taking out the time. You you just had a game yesterday. We were talking about that. Uh, how did how did that go? Yeah, the game was nice. The game was nice because uh, it was an interesting game because we were playing the second place team in their home. Okay. And we needed to win by all costs to to you know go to second place and they dropped. Oh. But however, it didn't work as we planned. But we got a draw from that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Always getting the getting the one when you needed the three, but there's nothing you can do. You just got to keep moving forward with it. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, let's get started. Let's get started. So uh, the first question I always like to ask uh, is, where were you born? I was born in Liberia. <laughs> okay, where where in Liberia? Uh, in Grand Bazaar County. Okay. Uh, to be specific, somewhere in Grand Bazaar called like the rubber plantation. Okay, nice. So so you're Basa. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my 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 pa my pa from from Grand Bazaar. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so did you? You grew up there. Did you like? When did when did you leave Grand Bassa? Uh, I left. Uh, I left Grand Bassa. I actually, I actually grew up and school in Ivory Coast. Okay. Okay. So, so you were born in Grand Bassa. When did you go to Ivory Coast? Like two years. Two years, one year, two years old. You know, I was a kid. Yeah. So why why did you go there? Mm, I didn't. I didn't actually get a clear understanding of how everything happened because there were no there were no specific record about that. You know, but our our parents tried explaining to us the actual story, but. History is not too clear about that. Yeah. So, so how long how long were you in Ivory Coast for? I spent like four to five years in Ivory Coast. Okay. So you left Liberia when you were like two. Spent four or five years in Ivory Coast, and then you came back to Liberia. Yes, and I came back to Liberia. And uh, so you were how old were you when you came back to Liberia? Like six, six, seven years. Okay, and you came back to Grand Bassa, or where did you come back to? Back to Lac. Okay, so so yeah. what what was life like for you growing up in Grand Bassa? For as a kid, you know, you going to school. What did you do for fun? What what was it like being a kid in Grand Bassa? 
Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, especially for the plantation era, it was like it was an environment very restricted. An environment that we had everything we wanted. So it was like we we only had to go to school. We come home. We watch television. We play around as kids. You know. So it was it was quite interesting because growing up there together as friends, it was something something that we cannot forget about. Even up to now, we all that grew up together there, we are still in touch, we still communicate and we are like brothers because it's the plantation era. Okay. So your your parents worked on the on the plantation? Yeah, yeah. My father worked in the plantation. Okay. And you grew up with your mother and your father? Yeah. And and how many how many siblings do you did you grow up with? How many brothers and sisters? I have six, six brothers, two sisters. Okay, and where where are you in the in the age group of of all these of these kids? Oh, for the boys, for the boys, I'm the I'm the third to the last. Okay, so you got two two younger brothers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. When when did you start playing football? Your earliest memory of football? I started playing. I started playing football from like I don't know. Uh, very 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 small. When when we talk about career, I can tell you when I started my career. But as for football, because my father was a footballer and my mother was a footballer. Oh so, wow. I started. I started as footballer, you know. Yeah, yeah. So all because of your brothers and sisters football. probably played too. Then, if if your both of your parents were footballers too. Yeah, we all played football. Okay, so did yeah. you did you play like in in the in the plantation in the community with other kids, or just mostly with your brothers and sisters? How how was it playing earlier when you were young? It was nice. It was nice. Uh, we had like in the plantation. We had camps in the plantation, and in a, in every camp we had a team. Yeah, and our team in the plantation was the best team for our camp because we had we had a lot of boys that could play actually well. Because I had for me alone, I had three brothers that were four brothers that were playing. You know, so. It was it was good, man. It was good. It's a memory that can never be forgotten easily, you know. And you were playing forward then when you were young. Yeah. Okay. So so when but for me for me when I was when I was coming up, uh, I actually I was I started as a goalkeeper, you know. Okay. Yeah, I started as a goalkeeper. I was very good in the post. I was. I, was, I had good like quality in saving penalties and other things, but my father always had problem with me because I had contact group at the time. I was very short. Okay. <laughs> so he told me that being a poor won't be good for you because goalkeepers should be tall people. So I listened to him and my brothers also. I got on a few and I started to play red wing. Okay. Yeah. And oh. after that, I started to transform bit by bit, bit by bit. And how how did you how did you transform just by watching other people play, or like how how did you really learn learn the game and learn different positions at that age? 
now our bigger brother in the family who who is representing our father our father right now he turned to coach you know he 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 turned to coach and he started to coach us our team in the camp so my brother being a coach i think it should be it should be like an advantage or opportunity for me to play every game right mm-hmm. but but it was not it was not like that yeah it was like he made us to to always work harder than people than other players in the team yeah because we were we were like an example like the people have their saying if they can't ready to do by either own baby first mm. that's that's what he used to do so there was no easy there was no free ride for us in the team we always have to work hard and play extra than other people before we have starting time so he made us to understand that in doing that, you should be a versatile player. You should be able to play any part of the field to have a position to play because everyone in the team at that time was very useful and talented. That's that's a really good experience, and I'm glad that your your older brother did that because, like you said, he's got his younger brother on the team. He could have just, oh, we're going to put Van Dave at whatever position he wants to be at, and he doesn't have to come to practice, and he doesn't have to do that. But he knew that he wanted you to be great, so he always forced you and pushed you to do more, you know, like – I, I really I really commend that you were you were lucky to have somebody like him on your side to be to be pushing you like that because that's probably what got you to where you are today honestly. All right, yeah, so you sure. know, growing up playing playing in the community, and w- when did you first start to realize that like mm, I, I I can play this football thing? I'm I'm kind of special. Like, when, did you ever have a moment where you're like, oh man, I'm better than everyone else, or? I, I really want to take this thing to the next level. Was there was there a moment that you can remember where you really realized that you you can you can make a career out of this football thing? Yeah, it all started in the same plantation. Uh, we we grew we grew like bigger than than what we were in the plantation, and it came to a point that football was was fading in the plantation mm-hmm. so certain group of people my my bigger brother and other one i'm next to he and i with a friend called joe boy we were the only one now pushing football in the plantation we will leave every morning sunday early in the morning and go to everybody's houses and knock the doors and the windows to come outside to play football yeah so when we when we like go knocking on their doors and other teams they don't want to come out, we'll be like, man, we can just go and have a little fun and enjoy ourselves. After that, at the end of the day, for me, I always say that in this plantation, I will be I will become the best player here, and if I have the opportunity to play in Liberia League because I didn't play third division or anything. Mm-hmm. So at the time we used to hear about county meet and other things, you know. So uh, I, I said to myself, and I always say among my friends, but maybe some of them took it as a joke. I always told them that the day I will enter in Liberia League, I will win best player. First of all, I will, win, I will be the best player in this plantation. And if I enter in any of Liberia's League, I will be the best player. And if I have opportunity, I will travel all of Liberia and still be a best player. And how old were you saying setting these goals for yourself? How how old were you when you were thinking these things? 
I was like, I think 14 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so so football is starting to fade a little in the plantation. There's not as much, as many leagues. There's not as many people to play with. Uh, so you spoke about the county meet, you know, which is is the Olympics in Liberia every year. The county meet, who you know, every county put together their team. It's the big tournament. Who can win and have bragging rights for the year? So I'm assuming you played in the county meet. No, I didn't play in the county meet. Okay. Yeah, I don't know I was unfortunate or I was fortunate, but it happened like this. Uh, when I left the plantation, I, I went to Moravia to follow my education. Okay. Uh, because my father died in the plantation, oh, and I'm I sorry. couldn't stay there anymore. Yeah. So my yeah. entire family moved to Moravia, and I followed them. When I followed them, I was in Haywood, Haywood Mission Institute. So I started going to school like 11th grade there. When I started, uh, became a captain for Haywood. We play Issa League. There is a league called Issa League. Okay. The indoor school sport league. I began a captain for Haywood, and I took them to quarterfinal in the Issa League, and we dropped. After that, I graduated from Haywood. Upon my graduation, like a week, a week to my graduation, the county we were about to start. Grand Basel sent representative to Mauritius to come to consult me or to come for me to take me to play for them in the country meet, Grand yeah. Basel. But at the time, I had my graduation just one week and I couldn't go. So I told them, right after my graduation, I would join the team. A few people really want me to play. Yeah. But now I have to put my graduation first. Wow. So they agree, they agree to that. So like, three. Two, three days for my graduation, I felt sick. I felt really sick that I couldn't do anything. The only strength I had on me was the one I had to use to go for, for the graduation. But I didn't think I could play football at that moment because I was sick. Yeah. So I went to the graduation. After the graduation, uh, like two days after the graduation, I tried to recover a bit. And I went on the beach. I jogged a bit to to get some some energy, you know. Yeah. That it was like Saturday, Saturday, Friday evening. I had a call from Grandpa so that I should join the team Saturday on the camp. Mm-hmm. And I told them, "Oh, I was just sick. I was sick. I cannot join the team right now. But what can you give me like two, three days so I can run on the beach and get some energy to join the team?" Because now the team is physically fit, I cannot go and join them, and I don't want to join this team, and I'll be on a bench. Yeah. So give me some time. Let me look for some physical fitness. I will join the team. He said, "Okay." Upon that Saturday, Saturday I went on the beach, and Saturday morning I decided to go and look for football around in the community, ERWA community. So I I went behind SKD Sport Complex to practice. Uh, there I saw some players coming to practice. It was a premium team called Nima Nima FC, mm-hmm. Marvin Sobani. So Marvin Sobani's team was coming to practice. I didn't know it was his team. So I thought it was an all-star team because it was Saturday morning. I asked them to practice. They refused. They refused. They said, oh, this is a premium team. As long as you are not invited, you cannot practice here. I said, okay, no problem, but I will sit and watch you guys. And I'm so excited to watch premium players for the first time. Yeah. Since I've been to Mauritius. 
So I sat down, observing them. They went through that warm-up and everything. Fortunately for me, they had to play 11 extra. But the 11 extra, one star was correct and one star was not correct. It needed one player to be added to the other star to make it 11 extra. Yeah. So the coach just said, oh, where is the guy that came here to practice? Just come and pop this star up. Come and correct this star. Yeah. I was like, my heart started beating. It was like, ah. I'm coming to play. I'm a premium player. What is this? So he asked me what position you play. I told him I'm a midfielder. At the time, I was midfielder right, at that time already. So I told him I'm a midfielder. He said, okay, you know what you do? Say you're a midfielder. Go and play right back. Okay. I said, I said, no problem. I will play right back. When they started the practice, I was playing right back. For every ball I have, I drive into the center and give some passes and things. Yeah. This push, he got he got a little bit interested, you know. So he called me. He said, he said, you're a midfielder, right? I said, yeah. He said, I'm seeing it because we are always coming in. So where are you from? Practice was on and we were talking. He was, because he was rapping the game at the same time talking with me now. So I explained to him where I'm from. So we keep playing, keep playing. He took me now from the right back and brought me in the midfield where I say my, my actual position is. Yeah. He brought me now in the middle and took one of the players there and put him right back. <laughs> so when I came in the middle now, I started attacking more yeah. in the middle now on top. He said, no, you are not a midfielder. You are, you are a winger. How I see you. How you move, you are a winger. He sent me on the wing. Left wing. Yeah. And left, he put me left wing. I started attacking so bad. Yeah. The whole practice now, I took the practice like it was my practice. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> try, and error, try and error method now. It, begin, it, it turned to like I was on justification. Yeah. So, true that, true that, the president drove in with his car, Mary Sobani. He drove in and he stopped. He was in a car, was there in a practice for a distance. Nobody knew. So, after two, three minutes, he called the coach out of the practice. The coach went to him. He asked the coach, who is that kid? Where he came from? So the coach said, oh, he just came around. He said, you were looking for error to practice. And we just added him to the practice because we're not correct. He said, that kid is different. Let's try to see how we can get him on. So after the practice, they talked to me. They said, we are not wasting time. So this is Saturday. We are going to LFA office right now after this practice and see how we can make a document that you join this team and play a high match on Monday. Wow. Can you imagine that? In a Premier League, like Premier League at the time, it was Premier League. Yeah. So, I said, okay, if that's the case, no problem, but I have to tell my family about this. So, I went home. I told my mother. My mother was happy. I told my brother and my the brother that I'm next to, he said, yeah, I'm making fun. Premier team will come for Ethernet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm serious. I told him, I say I'm serious. Tomorrow they are coming for me here to go and register and play in a game on Monday. He said, but you just practice one day. How possible you are going to play for premium team in Liberia just after one day practice? I say, okay, I'm not talking anymore. Let's see what will happen. We got you talking. After a few minutes, I got a call. Oh, can you come at the junction here? We have to take you to LFA office for your signature and other things. So I told my mother, I said, maybe there's an opportunity for me, you know. 
like we all don't have they don't have money for football and other things. My dream was to play in a big league in Liberia. Mm-hmm. So let's forget about Kante Me. Kante Me is one month. And you know my my mentality, I don't like too much rubbing or and the funny funny thing they do in a Kante meeting. So I'm not interested in Kante Me. I will go to play for Nima FC. Okay. That's what I told my mom. She said, okay, if that's the case, no problem because you always believe in yourself. I followed Marion Sobanu, went to the office, registered everything. He gave me boost. He gave me 500 Liberian dollars. I put it in my pocket. So when I came home, I when I came home, I went directly on the beach to train. Yeah. Again, in the evening. Because you're still getting over the sickness at this time. Like, you still trying to get healthy. And you got and you got to play in the Premier League on Monday. On Monday, yeah. <laughs> on Monday, I have to play in the Premier League. So when I came home, I went on the beach. I trained. Sunday morning, I went on the beach. I trained. Sunday evening, I trained on the beach. So Sunday in the uh, e- evening, they called me on camp. I went to camp. I was like fresh among them. They are all just looking at me on on dog. And Sam Johnson, I think you know Sam Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Sam Johnson was the captain for the team at the time. Okay. We had some good players there. So, when I went, to my surprise, I started a game on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I started a game on Monday and I played against Jasmine Ranger. Okay. Yeah, it was my first game I ever played in Liberia against Jasmine Ranger in the Premier League. And at the time, I was 16, 15 years old. 15 years old, just graduated from high school, playing in the top division in Liberia. Yeah. Man, that's a, I, I, I just want to, I have to give you some applause <laughs> for, for that story, first of all, because there's so many parts of that story. One, shout out to you for graduating. Like, that was awesome. And you having the focus of, nah, I'm not, you know, everybody's dream is to play in the county meet, but I've I've achieved and accomplished my education and and that comes first before playing in the county meet. So I got to I got to graduate. So that was the first thing. The second thing was yeah. you got sick, but then still was like, no, I have to prepare to get the sickness off me before I go to the county meet. But the the big yeah. thing that got me is you saw you saw Nimba Nimba FC come in and you asked if 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 you could train with them, you know, that's that's big by itself for you to see a group of guys and say, oh, I, I want to train with you guys, you know, just because I'm trying to get better. Because had you not said anything, they wouldn't have known that you were there, you know. But then the, the yeah. even bigger part of you than you asking to train with them is they said no. They said, no, we're a big team. We're not just some community league. You can't come and train with us. You didn't just get all sad and leave and go and walk away. You were excited to watch them, so you sat there and stayed. And and because yeah. you stayed, you ended up getting the opportunity of a lifetime to go on the field and show what you were made of. So there's there's so many different levels of of that story that just shows what type of person you are, man. It shows your your resilience and and that you're not, you're not going to take no for an answer. Even though you weren't saying like, oh, nah, they said no, I'm going to get on the field anyway. You were just, you were fine just sitting there and watching because it's the experience. You knew like, oh, this is the Premier League. I can sit here. I can learn. I can soak up some game. I'm 15 years old. Sure, I'm going to watch and, 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 you know, pick up some some knowledge from these guys. But 
because you stayed and because you had a good attitude, you ended up getting the opportunity of a lifetime. So you played you played for Nimba FC. Uh how how was how was the first game? The first game was nice. Uh we 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 won Jasmine Ranger one zero and I was the cause of the goal. Uh took a solo draft into the box and I was fired by Willem Gallas by Galai Clinton. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was the first time. So, uh, how how long how long did you stay with Nimba FC? I played with them just a half season, like three months, because it was the second round of the Premier League. Okay, that I joined them. Yeah, yeah. And then what? So what what happened for for the next season? So after that, uh, Jasmine Ranger they had like uh, ownership ownership um, confusion. Mm-hmm. And the team was dissolved. So the team was dissolved, and other teams were like asking me to join them. But now, I feel to myself that I have to take break because if I be too eager chasing big things, sometimes there's a saying that it's good. Sometimes you take a step back to take two step forward. Mm-hmm. So I look at it as they like now. The, it's like this. So. Let me take a break and see what will happen next. So I didn't, I didn't accept any of the requests from any club team. Mm-hmm. I was sitting, practicing, and things. So I met this guy in our community. He was working at Echo Bank, Rufus Low. So his ambition was to form a club team. Okay. And he started with the bank team. So now I was not playing in the league anymore. I used to play for his bank everywhere. They have like tournaments and everything. We'll go to play for his bank. We won all the bank tournaments around with him. So based upon that, the guys I had with him, he had the confidence that he could form a club team with us. That's how we formed the ERWA United. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We formed the ERWA United. We took part in the league in the second division league and we played in the league and they were qualified to the first division. But I left them before they could qualify. At the time already I played for I played for ERW in other like one season after that I was called to the national team honor twenty. I was the only second division player to be called on a on the honor twenty at the time. Wow. Yeah. Amongst the first division players I was the only second division player. So and I went to the honor twenty against Ivory Coast. <laughs> it was another story again. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> I was called. I was called to this honor twenty for justification. We had almost more than hundred players. I went through this justification, and amongst these hundred players, we were two second division players that left. All of these players, there were final twenty five players called. The 25 players I were caught, I was the only player, only second division player amongst the 25 players. Mm-hmm. So they told us, they said, oh, this is the final listing. These 25 players, we are going to work with them to play Gambia because Gambia is supposed to be the first game. So tomorrow, they said like it was Thursday, Friday, they said Friday morning, Every all of the 25 players should go, should go at the BYC fee in the barracks. So we went there Friday morning. When we went there, we were waiting for the coaches. Waiting for the coaches, we saw 
different players coming in with, with boots and other things that were not even part of the justification. So we didn't know what was happening and the coaches came and said, oh, gentlemen, we have to make some adjustments and other things. So we'll be dropping some players from the 25 we call to add some players there. Wow. Ah, these players didn't justify. How come? How you want to drop players? Yeah. So they call the players. They call, they call. All of the players were around me. I was the only player that dropped them. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They dropped me. They dropped me from the list. So my coach, another coach was there from here. There be another coach, Coach Bubble. He said, he said, he got angry. He got angry while they dropped me from the team. I told him, I said, coach, you don't have to get angry. This is a national team, you know. Maybe they are taking the best players to represent because there is a country issue, it's a national issue. So next time I will try. Maybe I didn't do too well to convince them. He said, no, it's not a case. They let partiality, they let pick and choose. So I said, it's no problem. But one thing I know, I would be called back to the owner 20. That's the only thing I said. A friend and I were together at BYTV sitting down after the drafting for the team. He was feeling bad more than even out of the draft. I said, why are you feeling bad? I said, trust me, bro. This team, they are going to call me back to this team. I will play for this owner 20. He said, you sure? This is Labura, bro. They drop you all of this team. I said, no problem. You will see it for yourself. We went home. They prepare for the game. They play the first match. It was this play to snail was the coach. They play Gambia. Gambia won us in Liberia. Mm. But uh Liberia fire protest against against them and the protest won them. So LFA decided to change the coach. They took Kato Smith up, they brought Coach Pella on. So when when, when Coach Pella came on, Coach Pella said he had some adjustment to make. He had like three play, few players to add to the group again. And the, among the few players I were to be added to the group, I was the number one on the <laughs> list of Coach Pella. Well, he he saw you. So he was I, at the he was at the justification, and he saw you or something, and he wanted to bring you back. How did he know about you as a as a new coach? I play, I play, I play against BYC two mm-hmm. when I was playing. I was playing for ERW United in the second division. League, and BYC two was a tough team. I play against BYC two. I played against BYC one in a friendly in a friendly match, and I think he was at the up the stands in the on a at the justification. Yeah, I think he was there. So when he came, I was surprised that he called me because I didn't know him. He didn't know me. We never talked before. We're not cool. So I was surprised he put, he added my name to the list. So I was sleeping to my house early in the morning. Uh, this president of here, you know, sent a friend to my house. He came on on the rain. Oh, your name is on radio. They said you should go for practice this morning. I said, which practice? <laughs> they said, Lone Star, on on 20. I said, how? The people play game yesterday. They, they come and play friend. They come and play return match in two days. How can they call me? He said, no. The people said, our president, he put the telephone on. The president talked with me. He said, hey, Van Dave, uh, you are called back to the team. They said you should go for party this morning. I said, what? I was all of energy because I've never been training and all that thing. So, I don't know. Going to this going to this match again, to this practice again, I went directly into a test match. Yeah. Yeah. I went directly into a test match. 
and I went to the to the test match. Coach Pella, he played us the court. I started in a in a first team because there were two practices, first for the five, second for the five. I started in the first team. The first team, I started in the first team and I saw hard trick. <laughs> Ran back. <laughs> Calling me back to the team again. I saw hard trick in the first test match for the five minutes. Yeah. Everybody was upside down. People were up the stadium. Now my coach for Bobo who got angry. He was standing up the stadium when they were asking him, where is that kid from? He said, the kid that was here, you trapped him some time ago. That's the kid. So he brought argument among them. <laughs> After that, the 45 minutes, I left the field. And we left the field. The next group went. The practice was like difficult again. Copella sent me back on the field with a few players. We went back on the field and I scored two more. So in that practice, I scored five goals. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I was like, number one, struggle now on the corner 20 team. All the, all the strikers in the fourth division league, they were on the bench. We had Abu Kamara, we had uh, Blamo Nimle, and all the people who were playing for BYC, Leicester, all of them now, they were honoring me from ERW United yeah. on the honor 20. So I met team and form. We play every post in our home. I play 90 minutes start to end. Instrumental in a game. And we won Arico in our home. We went in Arico home, Arico Bureau 2 Bureau. Yeah. Who came home. Since then, I have been in the system of the national team like that. When I came back from the national team from Arico, Fasel, Leska, BYC, they all wanted to sign me. So I signed for BYC. It was hard. I joined BYC. Okay. So I, di- I didn't even know this background because all I know is you from BYC. So I thought, you know, you that's your team that you started with beforehand, but it's nice to hear this story about how you even got there. So how how long were you with B, uh, with BYC? I spent like I spent like three seasons with BYC, but I didn't actually play a complete city season. I played just one season with BYC. Okay. Because I had I had injury. My first season with BYC, I broke my knee. I played like three four games. I broke my knee. And after that, they didn't play the entire season. The next season, I was coming back up. I was training, getting prepared. And I left from BYC. I went uh, with the national team to the Wafu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I broke my knee, I came back. I tried to recover by myself, possibly, you know. And I came, I played like two games for BYC. And I was called on the on the, on the, on the, city, the local national team for Wafu. Yeah. So I went with the team to Senegal and I was the best player in the tournament. I scored, we won, a, we won a, the second place in the Wafu tournament. I scored a goal there. And after that, through that tournament, a team, Jamas, Jamas Academy in Senegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they, they saw me. They saw me and were interested in taking me over. And they came to me on a camp, Lunta Camp in Senegal. They asked, they asked who's your president. They talk, I told them it was Sekou Kone. They talked with Sekou Kone. They asked that Sekou Kone should come to Senegal. They, they didn't want me to go back to Liberia because it was going to be a long process. Yeah. So they wanted Sekou Kone to go go to them in Senegal to discuss that I can leave there and start everything because they had a delegation that our training supposed to go to France on a trial program or something. Yeah. So Sekou Kone, he said, no... I should go back to the bureau and this and that and that. So it was too long. 
I didn't want a, I didn't want problem. So I left it. I went back home. Forgotten to go and play by in Liberia League. These people fat send their their team manager in Liberia behind me. <laughs> so they said it was yeah. gonna be too long, and then you should come, and then they went and got you anyway. Yeah. So not even expecting it to send this their their team manager in Liberia. This guy took plane. He comes. He came to Liberia. He came to our camp. He met everything. It is cost. His son. His contract. Everything. And I left. I went to Senegal. But I missed the the program, the dedication, our training. Like they had like one week or two weeks to go to, to France. France. Yeah. I missed. I missed the training program. And the day I was I got there it was the same day they left. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So that's how I left in Senegal. I started training with the with the program they had there and everything. So based on what they saw. They felt I could help them in the league, but the intention was not to play in the league. Yeah, yeah. So when I went, based on what they saw, they registered me to play in the league. Trying to play in the league again, for uh, injury again in Senegal. So I sat on like four months in Senegal. I didn't play football. I was on rehabilitation. True or true or true or. Labro above to play Togo. Labro sent invitation to to Jamba in Senegal for me to come to the game. Not to play, just to go to the game, or or to, to play. To go and play. Oh, okay. To join the national team because I was in Senegal. I was a swimming pro. Yeah. But they didn't know I was injured anyway. So when they sent they sent an invitation, um, and the, the club told me they said, "Oh, your national team sent us letter." That you should, you are you are invited to go and join the national team to play against Togo. And I told them how possible that I can go. I sat here like three, four months. I've never played football. How do you expect it? They say all oh, we can advise you is a national team call. For the record's sake, just go. Once you reach there and you tell them you are injured already, for the record's sake, it will appear that you are a part of the team. Yeah. I said no. I don't want to. I know my country. I know where I'm from. So. I cannot do anything for record to score my future, you know, with them. Yeah. So it's better I leave here with you that already know my problem than to go to them that don't know my problem. So I rejected the request, the invitation, and I told them I was not coming. And it was like, I don't know. So after that, I told them I want to go back home on vacation mm-hmm. because they wanted to send me to France to operate on my to do surgery on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, the advice from my, from my guardian was that they checked me and they didn't see what was the problem, what was the cause. So why are they going to operate? Why are they going to do surgery on Yeah. So it's better I go back home and rest than to go do surgery on something that you cannot see. It was how I left the nigga. I went back home. After one week, I went home after two, three days. I started to run again on the beach. One week time, national team called me again to to practice for Tunisia game. Yeah. Okay. So when I joined the practice, I was impressive. Like I didn't even sit for four, five months. I was very impressive in everything there in Liberia. Until I started the game for Lunsa in Tunisia. The game Tunisia beautiful one. The African Cup, the last game. 2016, I started against Tunisia in that game. 
So after the game, Chamba people saw me playing and they sent me a message. Were you the one who started playing right now? I said, yes. They said, how? You were here. You didn't play three, four months. You were injured. You, you couldn't walk. I said, I don't know. It's beyond me. But I'm happy that I'm here playing. They said, oh, we are sending you a plane ticket right now to come out. I said, no day. I can never come back to Senegal, bro. That's what I told them. Yeah. So it was how much money. It was how much money got business. And then when I came to Liberia, my CEO, Raul Salif, he called me. He said, oh, uh, this is Liberia, you know. Going to Senegal as a Simon pro. And nobody knew what happened. Only you and I knew. So since now you can practice, you can run, you are playing well. I advise that you go back and continue everything. I told him, I said, Pap, uh, I'm not being disrespectful. You know, I always listen to your advice and everything. I always count on you for advices and everything. But this is me. This is how, about how I feel. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't have the he doesn't have the belief about what I was thinking or what we think back home. Yeah. But I told him, I said, it was not just an injury. So, I cannot go. I prefer staying in Liberia to play for BYC than to go to Seninga to kill myself again. I cannot go. I told him, I was bored with him. He said, okay, send that will make you happy, no problem. But get ready for Liberian people. They are sure they're going to tell you that you went, oh, you didn't do anything, you come back, you did it. I said, I don't have ear for that. I don't listen to people. Mm-hmm. I know as long as I decide to come here, I will come into this league. I will win. I will win. Uh, uh, I will win like higher goal scorer in this league and I will leave on this league. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, if you decide to do that, no problem. You can come. He put me in a team. He registered me with the team and everything. We started to play as the captain for the team. So, I played one season and I won the MVP in the league. Yeah, I was scorer. Through that, I had opportunity again to go outside. So since I got out now, I've been out forever. I'm just here. So you you came back. You came back from a, a tough time in Senegal where you was battling injuries and, and just different management. And then you came back and you still had the same vision that you had been talking about for years where you said you were going to do this, you were going to do that, you were going to you know win the league. And, and become this guy, and, and you did that. So, from from BYC, what was your what was your first uh, move outside of Liberia after you left BYC? I came to I went to Latvia. Okay. Yeah, from BYC I went to Latvia. And how long were you in Latvia for? I played in Latvia for half season, six months. Yeah, they wanted to. They wanted to extend the contract, and because with them, the hardest thing I played, uh, was with me, I did my best, and all the team in the league, because team with good morning wanted me, but there was the agent involved was he was doing something on his own, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have to we had to disagree upon that, and I left Latvia. I came back to Latvia. Okay. I'm never always I'm never always afraid to go back home. Yeah. As long as long I'm not understanding anything, I go back home. Yeah. So I left Latvia, I went back to Liberia. From Liberia, I went to Czech Republic. Okay, so how long were you in Liberia for when you left Latvia? I was in Liberia like three months. 
Okay, so you weren't there like and signed a new contract with a team. You were just there just to go home and and chill before you got another situation. Yeah, what what happened was in Latvia, the team, the team I was playing for FS Meta, they actually got liquidated. They went all of morning. Okay. So, the even the apartment I was in, they couldn't. The time was off. Yeah. So I had to leave. I had to leave and come back because they wanted to. They wanted to. They wanted to sell me to transfer me to another team. Yeah. But they wanted me to go as free player, and they meter wanted to benefit. Yeah. So how can they? How can they end contract with me as free player, and then they want to benefit with me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. So that was the that was the confusion between they and my agent and everything. Hmm. Okay. And they cannot maintain me. They cannot maintain me because they don't have money. They don't have the money to keep you. Yeah. Yeah. So my agent advised that I go back to Liberia because it was it was winter and winter there is so it's so hot. Yeah. So he, he advised me to go back to Liberia and keep training until they can settle everything and he would tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So when I went back to Liberia, based upon that, it was taking so much time. One month, two months, three months passed. I was not hearing anything. And I was like, no, it's like this. I cannot come here again to stay here. This time now, I have entered you, so I have to go. It was how my my friend, my agent in Liberia, Frank Daniel, agent one, he was always with me. He connected me to, to this agent in Latvia. And he told me, he said, oh, there's an agent here. He's always interested in you and everything. So let me talk to him and hear what he said. When he hit the agent up, the agent said, oh, right now I can provide plane ticket for this guy to come. So he provided the plane ticket with no time. Till he did, and I left Liberia. I went to meet him in Austria. So uh, you, you spoke about it being in cold in Latvia. How I wanted to ask you, how was that first experience? So you left, you left BYC. You're going to Latvia. You're going to, was this your first time even going to Europe? Yeah, it was my first time going to Europe. First time going to Europe. So you land, like, what's your experience now? Is How how old were you when you went to Latvia? I was 20. So you're yeah. 20, 20 years old, first time in... No, I, was, I, was 20, I was 23. 23, okay. So 23-year-old, first time in Europe, and you're in Latvia. What, what was the experience like, like, off the field? Were you missing your family was it too cold is is different seeing different people how how was it yeah it was it was it was not too it was okay because it was my friend and i who went a boy from Liberia and i went together in latvia so we were together almost we were together every time we did everything together but I said the experience of the cold, it was not easy. Yeah. The cold, the cold was something something different. Because for the for the performance on the field, everything was good. The experience was there and we were impressive to the to the officials, the technical staff and everyone were important in the team. But you know, those people they are they are often now in a way that if you are even playing and you, you've been affected by something, they know. Yeah. So every time we are playing in a cold and when I'm freezing, when I'm when I'm getting zoomed into the game, 
they will always take me off. And I want to get angry. I feel to myself that because I'm not doing anything, I'm playing shit. That's why they take me off. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the coach will come to me and tell me, hey, look, you had this problem. You had this problem. You were freezing. Your mind was zoom. Your mind was like freezing. So we have to take you off to, to protect you. Yeah. And I will be like, oh, okay, I understand, I understand. And I will start to, to encourage myself again. But it was, it was very bad. Latvia, Latvia gets too cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's real that's no i don't i don't like the winter i don't like the cold either so I, and i haven't ever experienced cold like latvia so yeah that's that's a different level all right so yeah. you you spent six months in latvia you returned to liberia and then you went to the czech republic that was your next stop in europe yes i met my agent in austria and i had a trial in i had two trials in austria but there was a confusion. The club agent, the club had their own agent who brought his own players, and at the end of the day, they didn't take us. Mm. You know, because the coach, the technical staff that were there, we went through the trial, and they were impressed. They were impressed. They had a meeting with my agent. They talked with him. They said, "Oh, we like this player. We sign this player." And after a day or two days, they sent him a message that, "Oh." Everything canceled. We are no longer taking this player because uh, we cannot pay his his. We cannot maintain him here. His his partner, his salary, and this this this. So my agent called me. He said, "Oh, I just got a bad news." The people call me, but I know it's a technical problem. It's an inside problem. Yeah. I said I don't have time for that. Oh, I know I'm concerned, but I did my best there. I went on trial, and I played games and I scored goals. I gave assists. Yeah. So. I'm not detailed of anything. I'm just here waiting. He said, okay, no problem. So I, I was in Austria for two weeks in Doha without going out in the hotel. I was there just waiting for call from him. Everywhere he would call, 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 calling people all around for contacts and other things. So after that, two weeks in Doha, I go an urgent call from Czech Republic to go directly into a test match with, with, with Slovan Libre from 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 I call it country Slovakia mm-hmm. Slovenia yeah yeah so we went directly into the game I joined this team from Czech Republic we went into the game and I did my best like like always and the team that we play against they wanted to sign me from the second division team right there. Yeah. They negotiated with the representative of my agent. I went there to see me, Marcos. And my agent was like, no, you know, we have a plan for him. We will catch the big one, but we have to be patient and patient and patient. I got angry a bit. Yeah. I told him there is no time. I have myself. I know my age. So you cannot mind your plan and affect me. This is an opportunity for me. If it comes, we have to catch it. So I got angry with him, and he talked to me. He said, no, you know, we are targeting this, targeting this. So I said, okay, no problem. I listen to you. And after that, I played with this team. This team couldn't pay salary. Mm. I played with them six months. They couldn't pay me salary at all. So I got angry. I left their apartment. I keep everything I like to do and left the, the area. I left, I left, I went. Yeah. That's how I left Czech Republic because I had like one I had like one month for my Schengen visa to be aspired. Yeah. 
So I was afraid to stay in the Schengen region and my visa expired. It's going to be bad for me throughout. Yeah, definitely. So I, I told him, I said, I cannot leave here anymore. So it's best I leave this place because now we don't have team here now. All the leaks, the leaks are closed already. So I have to go out. So he called me. He said, oh, I can take train and come to Slovenia and Michael will take you somewhere. It was how he took me down to Kosovo. Mm. This Michael guy on another trial. So I went to Kosovo on trial. I saw the environment. I was like, okay, no problem. We keep going. So they called me for trial for like one week. But after the first training, the coach called me. He said, we don't have to go one week anymore. What I see today is okay. We have to sign you and you join a group. We start working up. Because I went there, I met some of my Liberian brothers there. Okay. Yeah, it was how I started from Kosovo with my Liberian brothers there, and we started playing. And uh, the first round of the league, I was, I was on top of it. And the second round, another team, bigger team than the first team, took me in the, in the, in the league, Ferro Nigli. Mm-hmm. And I played for Ferro Nigli, Ferro Nigli contract ended, and I told them that they should increase my salary, but they refused. So I told them, no, I cannot be important to this team as you claim, and you you are only paying me then people that are not important. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not thinking about anything like I'm from Liberia. I have to bear this, bear this. No, I know who I am. I know what I have. Yeah. So you pay what you worth. If I don't value myself here, no one is going to value me. That's yeah. how I rejected the contract. Even every one of them, I rejected the contract. And this team put in for me. And there were three, four teams here that wanted me. And other teams in, in Egypt, in Turkey, and other places wanted me. But due to Corona, I couldn't get visa. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I actually, actually supposed to go to Israel. Mm-hmm. It was very sure. The club team, everything, they were waiting. They were working on the visa process. But the embassy, sports, everything. Yeah. That was how I came here now. I, I feel like even even hearing your story, it sounds very familiar to, you know, other other people that I've talked to. And I want to ask you and get your opinion. Why do you think that this is the story or the journey for most young African players? You know, like you leave Europe. I mean, you leave, you know, Africa to go to Europe and there's some promise of something. And then you get there and you perform. And then the European team says, oh, no, we, we, we got to do this different. We got to do that different. And then your agent says this and you go like, why? Why is that always the story with with young, young African talent? Why do you think? I feel that, first of all, they always they always take this advantage of the country you are from. Mm. Yeah, they will never do this to a Senegalese player or Nigerian player who come from, from an organized institution in Senegal, Nigeria, or Arikos. Okay. Once you are from somewhere around that you you can take anything because the mentality they have, oh, where is this guy from? He's from Liberia, 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 Liberia. Where is Liberia? Uh, allow him to come, convince him. If he comes here, you give him anything, he won't refuse it because he doesn't want to go back. Mm. that's the mentality so they will convince you they will tell you any other thing just to come here once you reach here they bring up different stories they know for the weather thinking for the weather you cannot 
reject this because you don't want to go back. And that's good for you to, like you said earlier, you've never been afraid to go back because that that's the thing that, that they try to hold over your head. Like, oh, we'll, we'll pay him a hundred dollars a month, something stupid because like, oh, he doesn't want to go back to Liberia. But you were like, yo, I'll go back home. It's fine. I'm not going to go back and, and stay there. And now I don't have another opportunity because I believe in myself. So I didn't even take in what you said about like, I have no problem with going back home. I think that's really, I think that's really good because you put yourself in a position where like, it's okay to walk away from a situation. You guys aren't paying me as much as I think I'm worth what I should just take what I'm not worth because you got it on the table. No, I'll leave it. I, I'm fine with going back home. So that that's, that's really big right there. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. So you, you're still in Kosovo right now. No, I mean, I've been there right now. I'm playing uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So this is your first season in Albania. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first season. Where, how do you, how do you like it so far? Yeah, it's good because actually for me, I don't, I don't really compare, I don't really compare countries, you know, because every everywhere cannot be the same. Yeah. So wherever I find myself, I live with the situation that I move out, just to move out, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't focus on comparing this place, this place, this. No, no, I don't do that. As I'm here, I'm here. I live like I'm okay here, and I try to work harder to move forward. Yeah, the only mentality is to keep going up. Yeah, that's that's very that's very true because you can get is it's good to stay in the moment, you know, and not get caught up with looking back or looking forward or oh, I wish I weren't here. It's like nah, you have to make the most with where you are right now in order to move forward, you know. So that's that's definitely a, a good mentality to have. Are, are you the only Liberian in Albania right now? Or? Yeah, right now I'm the only Liberian here. So how do you, you said you went to, um, you said you went to Kosovo and you met up with some other Liberians. How, how is it to be in Europe and then you, you get, you know, you get to all these foreign faraway places and then you get to a place where you see people that are like you and, and familiar. Is that like kind of a relief for you? Yeah, very relief. You feel like you are home already, you know. Yeah, because nothing, nothing become nothing become boring or stressful for you. Everything you feel, you feel normal. You feel like you are home. Yeah, yeah. And how many, how many Liberian uh, guys were you with in in uh, in Kosovo? We were we were city there, but we were we were we were city in the same city. And one was in another city, but we didn't actually live with that other guy, you know. But all of you guys were on separate teams. No, we were we were three on the same team. Okay. Yeah, the, the first team I came to on trial, the the gosh, the, the last team I played for there, it was the parent team of both of them. Okay. And this team loaned them to the team I came on on trial. Mm-hmm. So I met them there, and we all played there. And at the end of the day, they they loan and they came back to this team, and that team brought me to the, to them also their parent team. Okay, so I know you've been you've been in uh in Albania during uh COVID and stuff like that. So maybe you didn't get a chance to 
uh, explore the country and, and, and stuff. But when you when you travel to these different countries, do you get a chance to uh, get into the culture and eat their food and get out and travel? But you seem kind of focused. You seem like you focus on becoming a better player. So maybe you don't go out as much. But do you get a chance to explore the city and eat at different restaurants and do stuff like that? No, actually, I don't really do that. <laughs> why, why not? I'm always, I'm always, I'm always home. This is the reason you see, or uh, most people ask me if I miss, I miss my family, I miss this. But it's normal that I will miss my family. But I'm not, I'm not too into that, that style of life. You know, um, I'm always alone. Home, even in Liberia, when I go for practice, when I was in Liberia, when I go for practice, after practice, I come home, I sleep, I find food, I eat, I sleep. After that, I go on the beach, I train, I come back. My my routine was just normal like here now. Here now, the routine is just normal every day. You, you wake up in the morning, you go for practice, from practice, back home, from home, practice like that. Okay. So it's, it's, it's almost used to me. Yeah. What what are uh well I'm not gonna ask you all of your goals, but like what's what are some of your visions for for the future of your career? You know, like what what do you want to do, or when you know at the end of the day when you're done playing and you look back, what do you want to say that you've accomplished, or where where have you been? What are some of your goals for for the next few years of your career? Oh, actually, now I'm not. I'm not focusing on on a particular country like like many librarians think. I uh, want to see you in England, in Spain, because they don't know the criteria to play in those leagues. Yeah, we we have the potential. We have every ability to play in that in those leagues. Absolutely, you know. For example, they just saw Oscar Dolly playing for Slavia Pride against Leicester City. Yep. Taking big midfielders that won that won high levels in England, playing them, taking them all opposition. Yep. You know, but they always speak because they don't know the criteria. Our national team is very low. Our country is very low. Those are things that disqualify us that cannot make us to easily enter there. So my focus is not my focus if I will go there is by the grace of God but my dream is to play at a high level okay a very high level it can be anywhere but I want to play at a high level when I say a high level I'm talking about a level that will be earning something very tangible that I can do anything at any time you know yeah that's the level I'm talking about I'm not talking about top five level leagues or whatsoever Okay, that's that sounds like a, a good goal, and and you've always it seems like throughout the story of your life you've always set goals for yourself, and you seem to accomplish them. So I, I think I think it will happen for you. So my my final my final question that I have for you, and then I'm gonna let you go because I know you got a rest or something like that because you literally just had a game. But my final question for you is. What do you think you you spoke about Liberia being a low rated country? I think we're 100 and something in FIFA world rankings right now. So it's not an opinion. You're stating a fact. But what do you think that it will take for Liberia to 
get up to to a better level and and what how would you like to see it done how what do you what would you like to see for the future of Liberia so I asked you you know what do you see for the future of yourself what would you like to see for the future of of Liberian football and for young Liberian athletes that are coming up I will I will I will only be like happy maybe at a time we will be off the system already and some somewhere of the other, we can try to influence or to push something. But I would be happy if the name Liberia be recognized outside. That's the only thing. Because for me, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't have any idea how it can be developed, how it can happen back in Liberia. Yeah. But I will only be happy if our country's name can be recognized outside. Because if you come outside, they ask you, where are you from? I'm from Liberia. Where is Liberia? Sometimes you have to even say George Weah. And now George Weah's name is even fading. Yeah, not much people. It was the old people then that knew George Weah. Yeah. Once you say George Weah, they know. But now, everybody now, they, they didn't they didn't see George Weah at all. They don't know about him anymore. Yeah, the younger generation. So they they're not now. as familiar with him. Yes, five, ten years from now, People won't know anymore who is George Weah. So we just pray that something something better happen or best happen that our country name will be recognized. Because we don't have any icon us anymore. Yeah. We are all striving for greatness. We are all fighting, pushing our own way. Yeah. I I I agree with you completely on that. And I mean I don't know what it'll take, but I think I think it will happen. You know, I think there's a lot of young guys like you and some of the other athletes that I've talked to and, you know, guys like me who I'm, I'm you know, I'm a little bit older than than y'all. But I'm you know, I'm, I want to we want to become a part of building up Liberia for like you said, is we're recognized worldwide because the talent, the talent is there. You said it yourself and I'm sure you see it, you know, try being able to travel the world and you playing professionally in Europe and you're like, man, I got, I got a peeking back home. He can, he can drill past all these guys, you know? So it, it, it's, it's tough to, for us to not get the, the respect or the credit that, that, that we reserve, that we deserve. But I, I think, I think it'll happen for us one day. But um, yeah, yeah. But thank you so much, Van Dave, for your time. This is a great conversation. Uh, you have an amazing story, um, and just best of luck to you with the remainder of this season and with the remainder of your career. We'll we'll definitely be watching you closely to you know because you're a goal scoring machine. So if you want if you want to see some balls hit the net, you better watch where Van Dave is at. Um, do you have any last last words you want to leave leave the viewers with or anything like that? Yeah, I just want to say everybody out there that are watching or following this program, oh, you just have to believe in yourself, know what you want, and go for it. Go for it with everything. And I want to say thanks for calling me on your platform. I really appreciate that, and you are working hard to promote people. So I'm proud of you and thanks again for the opportunity. Man, thank you so much, man. That was another episode of Africa Broad. We out of here. Africa Broad. Africa Broad.